Scott Singer, and you are now tuned in to Biofuels Daily. It is Sunday, January 19th. What do chemists call a benzene free with iron atoms replacing the carbon atoms? A Ferris wheel. Not the today's top story. Our first story today comes out of Iowa. U.S. Senator Joni Ernst on Thursday told Iowa reporters she would ask President Donald Trump to fire Andrew Wheeler, the administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. If he did not comply with the renewable fuel standard rule to blend 15 million gallons of ethanol into the nation's fuel supply this year, Ernst, who voted in February 2019 in favor of Wheeler to lead the EPA, has been a relentless critic of the former coal lobbyist as he works to undermine Iowa's biofuels industry. I've heard that multiple times from the president as well as Larry Kudlow, his economic advisor, so darn certain that EPA Administrator Wheeler had better step up, said Ernst, referring to the 15 billion gallon requirement. If we do not see that, I'll be asking the president to fire him if he doesn't resign prior to that, she continued. We've been guaranteed that by the administration, we need to make sure that the EPA is following through on what the president wants to see and what is required by law. In December, the EPA released its final rule to determine in 2020 the amount of ethanol and biodiesel that will be blended into America's fuel supply. Though the 15 billion gallon requirement was agreed upon, Iowa politicians and renewable fuel advocates worry the EPA will not even enforce those numbers. Ernst and senior Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley repeatedly point to a September 12, 2019 Oval Office meeting with Trump, several of his advisors and many Midwest leaders where an agreement was reached to use a three-year rolling average of the actual number of gallons waived for refineries. Instead, the December 19, 2019 rule will use an average of the gallons that the Energy Department recommends waiving, which is significantly less. Simply requiring that the three-year rolling average be based on hard data and actual waived gallons rather than Department of Energy recommendations and EPA discretion would solve this problem and ensure the renewable volume obligations are met, said Grassley, December 19, 2019, in a statement. Since taking office, the Trump administration has granted 85 waivers to oil refineries, resulting in a 4 billion gallon loss of renewable fuel. Small refinery exemptions allow oil refiners to sidestep RFS requirements by releasing them from their obligation to blend ethanol into their fuel supply. In 2019, at least three Iowa biodiesel plants shut down operations due to the significant downturn in the renewable fuel sector. When talking with the press Thursday, Ernst said she was in a meeting Tuesday morning with Kudlow, Trump's economic advisor, where he once again re-emphasized that absolutely with no uncertainty, we will see 15 billion gallons of ethanol as the law requires. Our second story today comes out of Washington. Biofuels Digest reports that in Washington, poplar trees are widely used in commercial products, but like several other tree species, they emit gases to the atmosphere that worsen air pollution and alter climate. Now field trials in Oregon and Arizona show that poplar trees which emit trace elements of the gas isoprene can be genetically modified to leave air quality unharmed. The NSF-funded findings, published in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, are important because poplar plantations cover 9.5 million hectare acres. Poplars are fast-growing trees that are sources of biofuels and other products, including paper pallets, plywood, and furniture frames. Poplars and other trees used in agroforestry, including palms and eucalyptus, produce isoprene in their leaves in response to climate stress such as high temperature and drought. The isoprene alleviates those stresses by signaling cellular processes to make protective molecules. However, isoprene is so volatile that millions of metric tons 
leak into the atmosphere each year. The emitted isoprene reacts with gases produced by tailpipe pollution to produce ozone, a respiratory irritant. The net effect of emitted isoprene is to worsen respiratory health and most likely warm the atmosphere. Scientists at the University of Arizona and other institutions genetically modified poplars to produce no isoprene, then tested them in three and four year trials at plantations in Oregon and Arizona. The researchers found that trees whose isoprene production was genetically suppressed suffered no ill effects in terms of photosynthesis or biomass production. The trees were able to make cellulose, used in biofuel production, and grow as well as those that produced isoprene. Our third and final story today also comes out of Illinois. The soybean and pork sectors are expected to be the main beneficiaries of the phase one trade agreement with China. But what about corn? I do believe China will buy corn and corn related products like ethanol and distillers grains, said University of Illinois ag economist Todd Hubbs. They have a global quota on corn at 7.2 million metric tons, which is just a little over 280 million bushels. And through November of 2019, they've only bought 12.3 million bushels, he says. So there's space there. It doesn't mean they're going to buy all of their corn from us, but there's space to grow there for corn in particular. Hubs also expects China to buy U.S. ethanol. Despite recent reports, they have suspended their E10 ethanol mandate. It could be relatively strong. We've seen them do as much as 200 million gallons before in a marketing year, and I think we could see them at least get 100 million gallons, he says. Hub says he's skeptical, he's skeptical China will be able to reach the $40 billion purchase level being discussed by the Trump administration, but adds, if they're going to hit $16 billion above $24 billion, I think corn and corn-related products are going to be in the mix. A signing ceremony for the Phase 1 agreement is set to take place Wednesday at the White House. It's still not clear when details of the agreement will be released. So, let me know what you thought about today's podcast and send me an email to biofuelsdaily at gmail.com. Lastly, if you could please subscribe to my podcast and leave a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for listening, and remember to always go green. Thank you.